Shalom, of the last daf of the fourth parak. We discuss an animal being moored on only one of its horns. We discuss in the new parak an animal that gets gored, and you find out afterwards that there's a fetus there. You don't know if it was born before or after it gored or if it was gored. And we discuss. Someone buying an ox, uh, what was his intention for? Was it for plowing, for shechting? If it ended up being a goring ox, can the seller say, oh, I thought you were going to shecht it? And then we discuss what Bezdin does uh, when someone is collecting money. First, you pay back the money, and then you take care of the mashkin. And how much do you have to pay if your cow kills an ox, and then the cow has a fetus next to it? We don't know if that fetus was part of the goring. If there were two owners, a separate owner on the fetus. Now, we begin with Rav Ava. He tells us that Rav Yehuda only said that a muad is going to be part of the Shmira Pusa only on the half of the ox, which is muad. The original tom part, that is still going to be a chayev because the original tom part requires a Shmira Ma'alia, the highest level guarding. Now, Rav tells us if an animal is muad for his right horn, but not his left, we can divide up the animal in that way. It'll be chayv nezek sholeim for the right, and chatzin nezek for the left. Gemara says, hold on, who is Rav talking according to? If you go on the Grameyer, he says that you need a shmir me'alia for tam and muad. Then you have to guard both horns the same way. If you're going to go like Rabbi Yehuda, then no matter which horn you're looking at, even the right horn, which became a muad, has a tzad tambus, that original chatzin nezek, which is going to still require the shmir malia. Where says, no, we're going like Rabbi Yehuda, but he doesn't hold like a Ravadabarava. He doesn't hold that he hang on to the tzad tambus. Saying, in this case, when he's muad on one horn, that's where you're going to have a tzad tambus on one side, a tzad muad on the other. On the horn, which isn't goring. But it's not going to be fully muad. In an animal which is, which is entirely a muad, this is this animal has gored again and again. This entire body is whole chavza, not just one horn. Over there, we're not gonna hang on to tzad tamos to require shmir ma'alio. Rabbi Huda was one that held that a muad needs to be guarded more than a tam. Now, our final sheet was Rabbi Lezer. He's held that the only way to guard an animal is by killing it. There's no such thing as being shaymer an ox. So Rabbi says, where does Rabbi Lezer get it from? He suggests from the Pasuk of Velo Yishmerenu, which sounds like, he darshans, that this ox has no way of being shaymer it. But Abayah says, hold on, if that's what you're going to learn from Velo Merenu, then by bar, when it says Velo Yishasenu, it sounds like that this bar is never able to be closed. But that's not true, because the bar is, we have a mission that says, if a guy covers it, Properly, and a shor chamor still falls into it. He's going to be potter. You see that it definitely is the option, the ability, the chiyuv to close it up after. So rather, Abaye says, Rebbeleza gets a sheet of that he can't guard an ox in a brayso where from a brayso where Abnosin tells us a person is not allowed to raise a bad dog in his house or a bad ladder because the post says, Don't have an ox that can gore people. There's no way to guard it. And with that, which began discussing an ox that gores, a whole bunch of gores in one shot. How much does he have to pay individually for the last one? Dividing up the payments. Now we continue a little bit more with Hilchashar before getting to Bar. The first Mishnah in the fifth parak tells us that if an ox gores a cow, and then you find an Uber, a baby 
fetus cow right next to this cow that was just gored. But you don't know whether it was born before it got gored or before or afterwards. I don't know if this ox killed the fetus too. So he has to pay chatzin ezek on the par, and he has to pay a quarter on the vlad. So too, if the cow was the one that did the goring and killed the ox, and then you find a vlad next to it, you don't know whether it was born before or after the cow gored. You're paying megufa, you're, paying, you're going to pay chatzin ezek of the par and a quarter of the vlad. In the Gemara Review, Domer Shmuel says that this is all according to Sumchus who holds that when you have a dine, dine in moment and you're mesupik, you don't know what to do with this money, you divide it. The Chachamim disagree and they say that we by moment always say Paskin. You have to prove it if you want it. We're not just going to split it without proof. Otherwise, whoever has it keeps it. Why did the Chachamim need to introduce their halacha of right with Zeklal Godol Badin? Two options. Either tell us that even in a case where the Nizik is sure and the Mazik is only a Shema, we're still going to say against the Bari. Or second, to tell us even in a case as follows. If someone sells an ox to his friend and turns out this ox is a goring ox, Rav says, gets his money back. Shmuel says, the seller can taino. I thought you were going to shecht it. It's okay if it gores, it'll be dead. Umar says, well, okay, what was this case? If the guy is buying an animal to plow, then it wasn't for shechting. If he was buying it for shechting, then it was a perfectly good sale. It was supposed to be dead before it gored. The Gemara says, no, this guy was buying for both. So now, hold on. How much did he pay for it? That'll tell us what he bought it for because a plowing ox is worth more than a shechting ox. The Gemara answers, it happens to be that shechting oxes had been very high in, de- in demand and they were worth as much as plowing ox. So the amount that he paid isn't going to help us. To differentiate he can't get his money back he can at least keep the ox in lieu of payment of this right people say when you owe money collect even brand the Gemara says no we're not talking about a case where he doesn't have the money to pay we're talking about where he does have the money to pay it's just a machleka so Rav says it's a mekach toys so we go by roiv people and roiv people are buying cows to plow so it shouldn't be goring Shmuel says, no. Seller still able to taina that I sold it to you to shecht. We don't go boss or roiv. We only go boss or roiv by Yisrael by Momen. We say, I'm with We also have a bride that the Gemara brings in. That matches the way we're learning that if a shor gores a cow and you find an uber next to it, you don't know whether it gored before or after it gave birth. So he pays chatz and on the cow and a quarter on the vlad. And this is Lefi, Sumchis, who says divide it, while the Chachomim say, Hamuitzi mechaveiroi, olavarayo. Next, Shmuel bar says, how do I know? This halacha of Hamuitzi mechaveiroi, olavarayo. We learn it from the Apostle when Moshe ben comes down from Arsina and he says, whenever you guys are disagreeing in a monetary issue, me Baal devorim yigash aleim yigash raya aleim. Yigash aleim means bring a raya to Bezdin. You want your money? Bring a proof. Vashi says, hold on. Why would I need a pasuk lomali krosvorohu? A logical svara is even more powerful than a pasuk in the Torah. 
Look, if someone has an ache, he goes to a doctor. You, I, Taina, you owe me money. I'll take you to Besden. I'll go to Besden. What, what, I'm going to bring a riot. What's, what does the Pasuk need to tell me that for? LMI. Also, because like Rabbi Nachman Omar Rabbi Baravua, who says that, how do I know? If A is telling B, you owe me money, and B says, yeah, I know, but you have my mashkin, right? So, it's true, I owe you 100 bucks, but you owe me a $50 mashkin. The Pasuk tells us, that we go and take care of the loan first. First, you have to pay back the $100, and then we'll figure out how to get back your $50 mashkin. Yigash Dvorov Ardoi points out that there are times that we, we will take care of the mashkin first, where the person, his property is low in value, and if he's going to have to pay the 100 first, people are going to know that he's very tight in finances, it'll ruin his business he needs the money at hand now we look at the flip side of our mishnah if the cow was the one that killed the ox and the cow has this baby next to it we don't know whether the the, the baby the uber was also part of the goring so the, the mishnah had told us that you're going to pay half of the cow and a quarter of the uber Hold on, says the Gemara. If Taka, they were together. A regular Shartam has to pay Chatzin Nezek. Now you're paying half plus another quarter. Why is he paying three quarters? Two answers will do the first one today. Abaye says, when we say Chatzin Nezek, we mean half of what you would normally pay. Normally paying Chatzin Nezek. Now you're going to be paying a quarter of the ox and an eighth of, uh, a quarter of the cow and an eighth of the Uber. Asks the Gemara, if they were talking together, wasn't born yet at the time that the cow did the goring. Why can the Balapora say, either way, I have to pay Chatzinezek. He'll tell the, the gorer, the mazik, look, you have to pay me Chatzinezek either way. Who cares? It, by what means, which one of your cows, two or one cow gourd? The mice, you have to pay me chatzinezek. LMI, the Gemara says, it'll make a difference when the cow belongs to one person and the Vlad, he had sold to somebody else. There's two owners here. So if the Nizuk, the guy whose ox just got gored by this pregnant cow, if he goes to collect from the cow owner first, so yeah, he'll tell the Balapar, your cow was the one that did the damage, you pay me chatzinezek. If you want to bring a raya that there was some shutif involved and that there was a calf here that maybe that was the one that was damaging, okay, bring a raya, that's your business. But right now you owe me chatzinezek. But if you first went to the vlad, to the calf's, the newborn calf's owner, and the cow owner can say, hold on, you are being moited to me by going to him that there were two people that gored your ox. So I'm not going to pay more than, a, than more than half. Some say that even if he goes to the cow owner first, he can still push away the mazik saying, I'm not paying you more because everyone knows, look, I have a shutif. Do I owe, owe you a quarter, not a half? Rovo doesn't like Abai's answer because the Maisa, the Mishnah didn't say that he pays a quarter and an eighth. It says that he pays a half and an and a quarter of the fetus. So it doesn't fit into the Lushen very well. Rav is going to give us another answer, Be'ez Hashem, tomorrow. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.